The Athletic. So, after going down 2-0 against Brentford last night, it's now five defeats from five for Frank Lampard as the temporary Chelsea boss. Change is desperately needed to find a new plan and a new direction. Coming up, why Mauricio Pochettino is now the firm favourite to bring that change as the new permanent Chelsea manager and why the timing couldn't be better. I'm Ian Irving and this is the Athletic Football Podcast. The bees are buzzing. There's a chilling feeling for Chelsea once again who go two behind at home. This club has been through many, many, many good moments. Uh, in recent times and um, at this moment it's tough and we'd love a, a magic wand, a magic moment. Maurizio Pochettino and his appointment at Chelsea is edging closer. He could be formally announced in the next week. be in the last level like a club you need more effort you need more quality you need increase uh, your capacity of commitment everything you need to increase if you want to play in the last level and want to be uh, one of the best team on the world or the best club in the world Okay, joining us for this one then from The Athletic, our Chelsea writers Simon Johnson and Liam Toomey and also Jack Pitbrook, our Tottenham correspondent who of course knows a thing or two about Mauricio Pochettino. Liam, I'll start with you. You were at Stamford Bridge last night, another disappointing result for Chelsea and Frank Lampard and it didn't seem like he helped himself with that team selection. Yeah, from the moment the team news dropped, uh, there was a bad feeling, I think, for most people about this this particular Chelsea game. It just didn't look like there was a theory of how Chelsea would try to score um, or even create a shot, really. Lampard went with the same broad game plan that he'd used against Real Madrid at home with N'Golo Kante and Conor Gallagher either side of one recognised attacker, in this case Raheem Sterling, rather than Kai Havertz. That consistency of approach didn't seem to recognise that, that Brentford don't play anything like Real Madrid and, and Real Madrid were made to feel uncomfortable because they were trying to progress the ball through midfield and Chelsea were pressing them and hounding them into mistakes early on. Brentford weren't really playing through midfield. You know, they were sitting deep in a low five-man block, hitting the ball long to Ivan Tony and into the channels and just very happy, really, to soak up, even by recent Chelsea standards, really like achingly impotent passages of play in the first half. They created virtually nothing. Brentford created virtually nothing either, but visiting teams don't need to create anything to score at Stamford Bridge these days. Chelsea will just do it for them with that that corner that went in off Cesar Azpilicueta. And the, and the loudest boos all night uh, were at half-time because the first half performance had been that bad. At full-time, there was just a short, sharp boo because half the fans had left. And the rest of them, I think, just wanted to get home. Um, so it was another really bleak night. Again, it would have been startling how comfortable Brentford were if we weren't becoming numb, really, to these Chelsea defeats uh, in, in this miserable season. Simon, I didn't think it could get any worse for Chelsea, but match by match, it seems to be getting there. And they've still got to play all of the top four in the final six games. I mean, is there any chance that Frank Lampard is replaced again? I mean... Th- 
I don't know what the, the ownership can do at this point, really, to change these things other than appoint a new manager, which we'll get on to. <laughs> yeah, it would be a very uh, uh, <laughs> Chelsea thing to go for another manager. Why not? Just like, I'll do it. All the noises I, I hear is that he's got it to the end of the season. Um, you also got to remember that who would want to take this job at this point? What is in it for them? What caretaker is there for, what is six games? If you look at it, you just think, this is really, really bad. Lampard's reputation is taking another battering. It's been a disaster for him. I remember people saying, oh, this is a no-lose situation for Lampard. And I didn't agree with them from the outset because obviously the man in which he lost his job the first time around, plus what happened at Everton. And he just thought, well, if he has a really bad record at Chelsea, it's going to cement a lot of people's opinions of his coaching ability. And and five straight defeats. I noticed he 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 was quick to point out. Well, two of those were against Real Madrid, and and that's fair to say. But it it's not just the results; it's the performances. The performances. There's there's been no real sign of an upturn of a of a increase in intensity, um, in quality. So it is a genuine concern that Chelsea could legitimately not win another point. This season, so 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 touching on, and and that's saying something because the other two games are against uh, Forest and Bournemouth. But you would actually say on form right now, you would fancy those two teams against Chelsea because they've actually won some games recently. Nothing would surprise me with this new ownership, but it would surprise me if he does go because, like I said, what would they do that's any different? Jack, normally as a Tottenham correspondent looking across London at Chelsea's situation, you'd be able to be slightly smug, maybe, but. Unfortunately, that's not really the case at the moment, is it? No, Chelsea are one of the one of the few teams who I think are having an even more disappointing season than Tottenham, uh, and there's not that many of those. I mean, it's always been an interesting rivalry, Tottenham and Chelsea. I think with for, from Tottenham perspective, they've always um, there's maybe been a little bit of an inferiority complex over the last twenty years, which I think is you can see by the way that Tottenham fans have not been happy with. Daniel Levy's policy of appointing various former Chelsea managers. But if you look at what's happened to Chelsea this season, even the fact that they've been so much worse, even in this terrible Spurs team, I think does show that it's not quite as simple as it used to be in terms of Chelsea's dominance over Tottenham, which goes to show how much of a mess Chelsea have got themselves into. Yeah, the rivalry between Tottenham and Chelsea is important uh, on this podcast. And we'll obviously come to that a little bit later on when we go deeper into uh, the appointment or potential appointment of Mauricio Pochettino. Um, exactly where are we up to on Pochettino to Chelsea side? Talks are ongoing with Pochettino. The the good thing, and I, th- I think sort of Liam touched it on it in his piece today, that his value's going up. You know, if you if you watch it, although part of me wonders if he's watching this game. <laughs> it's not too late to pull out. Well, is there a chance of that? I think there's always a chance until a, a contract is actually signed that someone could change their mind and, and maybe not like what, they, what they're being told. I mean, I've, I've been told by a few people, more than one person, that they think he's, that he's got the job. But, of course, until, as I said, until a contract's actually signed, then then anything can happen. But uh, I'm sure you, you're referring to sort of pieces I've already done, etc., and we'll get, get on to that. But you can also flip it round and go, if you're Pochettino, you're watching this going, this is fantastic, this is ideal because I can mould this into what I want and I'm going to get met with very little resistance because the club is absolutely broken right now. So he can go in and sort of put, stamp his authority 
hopefully, onto this squad and onto this club. And that's exactly what Chelsea need right now. They actually need a leader, uh, someone who can who can properly get this their act together. Because um, you've had the impression for a while, barring the Champions League, that basically the players have they've got their date in the diary of when they're on the beach, and they just can't wait for this season to end. And of course, up for some of them. They can't wait for this season to end because then they can get out of this club. Liam, what are they waiting for? Not the players, you mean Chelsea and Pochettino? Yeah. Chelsea keep keep saying that they want to do a deliberate, exhaustive process to leave no stone unturned, to talk to a wide range of candidates. Obviously, that's been whittled down. Our colleague David Ornstein reported that over the last week or so, and, and Mauricio Pochettino is now the clear front runner, clearly the preferred choice. They see this as as diligence. I actually see it as risk at this point. I think Chelsea are quite lucky that Pochettino wants the job at this stage, given that hovering over all of this, and it hovered over the the Nagelsmann talks as well, is the the spectre of Real Madrid and whether that job becomes available this summer. And we know Florentino Perez has admired Mauricio Pochettino for a long time, and they flirted with appointing him before. So... I think the longer Chelsea leave this, they do run a risk of, I don't think this is likely, but maybe Carlo Ancelotti comes out and says, I'm leaving at the end of the season. Or maybe even just Madrid through back channels say to Pochettino, whoa, don't make a decision just yet. And I think there's no denying that the Real Madrid job is a more desirable one than Chelsea right now. I think that's part of this. And I think the other part of it is that where Chelsea are in this process and where they are on the pitch... I don't think they can afford for these talks with Pochettino to go wrong. I don't think they can afford for for Pochettino to 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 get back out of this and 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 not to appoint him because the other names in the conversation at this stage are either as as proven or less proven than Graham Potter was. Um, and I think for where Chelsea are as a club, that would be a really difficult sell to the fans I think as as much as and we'll talk about this you know Pochettino Spurs history and the complications that might have with some supporters I think his resume and his standing within the game would at least generate some optimism and some hope a bit more easily than, than some of the alternatives Jack in terms of Pochettino's appeal to Chelsea like Liam saying there he won't just appeal to Chelsea he'll appeal to other clubs there'll be other teams with their eyes on Mauricio Pochettino. How much do you think his position and his choice is being strengthened by the situation at, at Chelsea now in terms of what what his power might be when he comes in and, and how that will appeal to him, knowing him as you do? I think that the deteriorating situation at Chelsea, while no manager wants to inherit unhappy, unfit, under-motivated players, I do think that a deteriorating situation at Chelsea might help him if he get, if he does get the job, in the sense that he's not. I hope that it means that he or he will hope that he's not going to walk into a bunch of egos who think that they can't be taught, who think that they can't be taught how to improve as players. You know, the, this is the kind of the fundamental difference between when he went into Tottenham and when he went into PSG. When he went into Tottenham in 2014, they were a complete mess, and that meant that. It wasn't that hard for him to convince the players that he that by following his methods, they could improve themselves as individuals and kind of form a strong, coherent, unified team. When he went into PSG in 2021, he couldn't do that in quite the same way because you're inheriting a squad. You're, you're walking into a dressing room which has already got 
Neymar and Mbappe, and they obviously they signed Messi six months later, and they've got you know even those guys aside, they've got hugely famous players who are on huge amounts of money. So it's difficult to generate that same buy-in from the dressing room. So that I think will be, I think Pochettino's time at Chelsea will stand or fall by the extent to which he can get buy-in from the players. On the other point, which Liam and Simon have both made about Real Madrid, I'd always thought up until now that that was the job that would appeal to Pochettino the most on a sort of romantic level. You know, Real Madrid tried to get Pochettino twice in the past. They tried to get him in 2018 when he just signed a new contract at Tottenham, but um, the contract didn't have a release clause, so there was no way of him getting out there, even though I think he would have been pretty interested in the possibility of going to coach Real Madrid at that point. And then in 2021, Real Madrid tried to come again, but this was the same summer that Spurs did, and PSG basically said, no, there's no way we're going to let you go six months into your time. So... Real Madrid have come for him twice before, and I do think a big part of him would love to to do that job. That said, if Carlo Ancelotti isn't going anywhere, then Pochino is not going to sit and wait just in case he changes his mind. Um, well, if Ancelotti is going to stay, then he, you know, he might as well talk to other clubs. So it I f- does feel like that window, that window opportunity for Pochino and Real Madrid does seem to be vanishing, and it does feel as if you know Chelsea is where he's going to end up. Simon, you've written in your piece on The Athletic about the potential appointment of Mauricio Pochettino, that the timing is right for him this time around at at Chelsea. Why is the timing so right, in your opinion? Because as we've almost spent, what, 15 minutes, (laughs) Chelsea's a mess. Um, And look, you know, the the rivalry between Chelsea and Tottenham, certainly from Chelsea's perspective, is is enormous. Like every single game, you'll pretty much hear a, a "We hate Tottenham" chant at the very least. So that sort of inevitably makes anyone with a Tottenham persuasion coming into Chelsea a, a bit of a question mark, uh, to put it politely, among the fan base. Now he has been approached a couple of times before uh, when Frank Lampard was sacked first time around, and then when Thomas Tuchel was sacked. But you can imagine, as I explained in the piece, you can imagine that him replacing two very popular men at that point would not have gone down very well at all. Um, he would have been sort of under pressure to win from the get-go. This time around, he'll be seeing, I, I don't want to go too strong, but almost like a bit of a saviour. You know, you're going to come in and ed- anyone will do to sort of take Chelsea away from this, what has been the worst season for arguably in in the history of the Premier League for, for Chelsea because certainly statistically-wise, it's right up there in terms of the worst things and that they're, they're on course to score the fewest amount of goals since the Premier League began in their club's history, but also just the performances and, of course, the you know you have to look at the quality of squad. It, it's been seriously underperforming. So him coming in, yes, there's going to be a contingent that won't be happy about it regardless, but... I think a lot of people, you're feeling the noises that, oh, don't care where he comes from. If he can turn Chelsea around and make Chelsea a a team that's worth watching again, that actually scores some goals. Forget sort of winning titles at the moment. It's just so bad that anyone that can bring them a fresh start will be welcomed. Pochettino, he does tick a lot of the boxes. If you take away Tottenham off his CV, he would be sort of very popular among the fans anyway because of what he's done with sort of working with younger players, developing entertaining football, etc. etc. So I, I don't think he will have a rough time to start with, but of course inevitably if he 
if he starts losing games in the manner that Chelsea have done this season, then the Tottenham thing will certainly come back. Yeah, it'll be Mauricio Pochettino, the former Tottenham manager, won't it? You can see that already in the way that he may be judged. Liam, there is some positive history here for Pochettino in Glenn Hoddle, who is an absolute Tottenham legend, was when he was appointed Chelsea manager, still is now, but actually managed to be quite popular at Stamford Bridge as well. So that is an encouraging sign for him that it's not insurmountable, this rivalry. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, what Simon touched on at the end there is is the key thing. If you win, fans will forgive anything in time. Um, and I think, you know, we even saw it to a very small extent with, with, with Rafa Benitez. Chelsea fans never took to him. Um, they were never going to like him or, or accept him. But when he won the Europa League in Amsterdam, he was still applauded respectfully you know, for the achievement. Um, I think if you do a good job, I think it can, uh, I, I think it can change perceptions of you quite quickly. And there's also, given the nature of the Tottenham-Chelsea rivalry, considerable banter potential here. Let's face it, you know, if Pochettino goes to Chelsea and wins trophies, does the thing he never managed to do at Tottenham, that's probably the biggest thing Chelsea could ever hold over Tottenham. Arguably Tottenham's most popular manager of the modern era for, for him to go and, and, and become a, a trophy winning manager at Chelsea I think would be something that a lot of supporters at Stamford Bridge would take a great deal of joy in How would that be received at Tottenham Jack? This is genuinely a very painful a painful episode for Tottenham fans Tottenham as a club has not got over Pochettino leaving in 2019 you know people talk about Pochettino all the time every argument every discussion about Tottenham comes back to Pochettino um, about you know, like happy, happy reminiscing about how good they were under him, anger at the circumstances that led to his departure, uh, arguments about to what extent is he to blame or the board to blame or the players to blame for that. So it's a big open sore and Spurs fans for a long time have um, have wanted closure on, on this. And they always thought that the closure that they would get would be Pochettino coming back. And obviously Tottenham tried to bring back Pochettino in 2021. It wasn't possible. I think Spurs fans have always had in the back of our mind, one day he'll come back and he'll make everything okay. Because everything that's happened since Pochettino left in November 2019 has shown that Spurs just can't get back to where they were under him. You know, they... Pochettino was the was the glue that held the whole club together. He made he brought every element of that club together from the fans, the players, the academy, the board. Um, he made it all work. So they always hoped that he'd come back, and he's. But now he's not, not only has he not come back, but he's going to go and manage one of their most hated rivals. I think the only other thing he could have done that would have been more painful to him would have been go and manage Arsenal. And Arsenal, I think, did Arsenal did try to get him, or they did at least kind of explore the possibility, let's say, of getting him um, soon after he left Tottenham in 2019. And it was it was clear this wasn't a possibility at that point, but. For him to go to Chelsea is very, very painful. And yeah, lots of lots of fans blame Daniel Levy because Daniel Levy's had a year to pick up the phone to Pochettino. He hasn't picked up the phone to Pochettino. There's been no approach. And so lots of fans do blame Daniel Levy for not appointing him. But lots of fans are also very angry at Pochettino. I've heard lots of fans say, well, he knew about the rivalry. He knows how much the antipathy between Tottenham and Chelsea. He knows how painful this will be to us. And he's still gone and done it anyway so uh, it's already painful no matter no matter what happens next you know whether he goes on to build a great Chelsea team or not I mean I think it's I think it's as likely that he is tremendously successful as that he will get sacked 
pretty pretty quickly just because we, we, we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, it is immensely painful. There's no getting past that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Obviously, in the, the, the search to replace Pochettino and the different options that Tottenham have tried, two of the, the big ones have been Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte, who are former Chelsea managers and were former Chelsea managers when they were appointed at Tottenham as well. I mean... What sort of the hurdle was it for those two, Jack, to jump the fact that they had been attached to, to Stamford Bridge previously when they arrived at Spurs? It was a big hurdle. It kind of made it difficult for them to be truly loved and embraced by the Tottenham fan base. And of course, what, you know, and yeah, Conte actually was pretty popular until things started to go wrong. You know, his name was often sung, particularly the back end of last season where they finished really strongly and came fourth. But there was always a sense that he wasn't kind of truly Tottenham he didn't really he didn't love he didn't love the club he didn't love being Tottenham manager and I think we saw we saw that quite a lot with both Jose and with Conte um and, you know there was a lot of speculation that they were going to go for Thomas Tuchel after soon after sacking Conte he's obviously went to Bayern Munich instead but again you heard a lot of you know in many ways Tuchel would have made perfect sense as Tottenham manager and I'm sure you know he's certainly a very highly regarded person at the club but you would hear from a lot of fans they just didn't want another Chelsea cast-off. It is a huge issue. There is a joke going around on Twitter, which I'm sure you've seen, which is that if Spurs fans can see any silver lining in Pochino going to Chelsea, it's that when he leaves Chelsea and becomes an ex-Chelsea manager, then finally Daniel Levy will want to appoint him again. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how these things go in circles, isn't it? Last one on this side before we move on to exactly what the new Chelsea manager will need to do to, to turn this... Uh, this ship around. Um, who else did Chelsea consider? Who else do you think was close to this? And if, for whatever reason, Pochettino, they can't get it over the line, who, who would be next? Julian Nagelsmann, we've mentioned. Uh, there was lots of names on a long list, like Liam said before as well. Just if this doesn't work out to be Pochettino, where does that leave everything? I, I just want to quickly, before I start on that, I just want to quickly add that if Pochettino does a bad job, of course, it will be flipped round to agent Pochettino uh, for Spurs fans. So that, that there's still revenue for Spurs fans to have a bit of banter about this, of course. But it, it, I love how everyone's considered the worst case scenario <laughs> and exactly what benefit that might bring someone or someone else. Well, yeah. well Chelsea fans have had a lot of fun um, uh, 
Tottenham and Arsenal's expense um, with, yes. with with ex players and ex coaches going to them and, and and the teams failing miserably. But anyway, um, back back to the list. Of course, um, Enrique and Nagelsmann were seen as favourites at one stage, and of course, it depends who you believe because obviously there's always two sides to every story. But they're no longer in the race. Nagelsmann pulled out last week, or, although Chelsea will say they they rejected him because they made Pochettino the favourite. In terms of who, who else is on the list, um, you've got Vincent Company, which is is kind of a, a, a surprise, I think, for a lot of people, given he, he's not got a, a wealth of experience, obviously none in the Premier League, and elect, and then a wonderful job at Burnley, but it's Burnley. It, 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 there's shades of, a little bit of shades of Graham Potter about it, in that it's too, too early, too much, too soon. Although he, he is highly... Appreciate. Obviously, you got to remember there's quite a Man City contingent in the Chelsea management structure. People that have worked for the company that know him, and obviously ex-captain, absolute leader. And I noticed someone tweeting a, a company um, team talk that he gave in the Antelope dressing room, which you kind of think that's the kind of thing that player the Chelsea players need right now is someone to actually rip into them because I don't know what. What um, well certainly Graham Potter was not the kind of character that would go in and throw teacups. He'd uh, he'd probably pour them a cup of tea actually, if anything. How many sugars would you like, Caladu and uh, Tiago? Um, <laughs> milk, milk or no milk? So Vincent Company is is one, and but it is quite a jump, as I said. Then there's this 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 mystery guest. It almost feels like. Um, is it a question of sport that you have that round? I'm trying to remember. Um, this sort of like you know, sort of a guest, guess the guess the mystery candidate round. That the Chelsea say his name hasn't come out yet, although I have seen his name produced in some articles, but we haven't named him yet, even though I think we know who it is. And then they they talk about this. Oh yeah, but there's a load of other names that we're looking at. That's not a good thing, though, is it? I'm not entirely convinced by this. Maybe it sounds like a bit of a, well, if it does all collapse at the 11th hour with Pochettino, it looks like we've got this. We, 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 we've got this. We're under control. We've got this long list of people we're looking at. But I think if you're talking to Pochettino to the degree they are, then it doesn't exactly send out a convincing signal to these other people. What are they supposed to do in the meantime? Sort of twiddle their thumbs and just wait for them, wait for Pochettino to say no. So... I think everyone needs this to be resolved sooner rather than later. If nothing else, not not just to make sure Pochettino's in 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 the building, um, as Liam points out, with with threats from elsewhere. But the, the Chelsea have got a huge summer ahead of them in terms of ins and outs. They they need the uncertainty to end. They they need someone to come in. and and this is one of the things. I mean, Total Pochettino's already talking to them about. I want to keep this guy. I'll, you know. I'm not sort of saying he's already saying who he wants to leave, but there's some players that, that know they want to leave. So you want to have these conversations now, and that's that's the upside of getting a permanent coach in now. Not that he'll take over now, but but someone that can come in and start making these decisions because Chelsea needs to get to work and pretty quickly. Liam, what isn't in the in-tray for the new Chelsea manager when he eventually arrives? There's quite a lot in there. It's just a massive stack of player contracts of varying sizes and lengths. Yeah, this squad needs major surgery and not surgery in the way that we typically talk about it, which is, you know, lots of signings. Chelsea need to sell. They've done the recruitment, um, or at least the bulk of the recruitment, I think, that, that Todd Bowley and Badade Bali want to do on the, on this squad in the short term. They've brought in a load of really talented young players. 
um, particularly in January. And now they want to start to see some sort of return and some sort of team that's growing together out of this that makes sense. But in order to do that, you need to trim this squad because I think a big part of what we've seen, especially since Lampard came in, is that the, the dressing room situation is just completely untenable. You have half the squad who either think they're going to be replaced or have been replaced. You have 13 players who are out of contract in the, in the next two years. And a lot of them are looking at futures elsewhere. And even some players not in that bracket are looking at ways to get out. And I, I would go as far as to say every player at this squad in this squad, regardless of when they joined, I think is looking very, very closely now, given the way this season has played out, at what the owners do, at who comes in. Because I think everyone wants varying degrees of reassurance as to the direction of the club and to this project. But as from Pochettino's perspective, he's going to have to make decisions on players very quickly, i.e. before pre-season. You know, we, we, we've spoken about... Um, the June 30th deadline and what that might mean in terms of significance for Chelsea in terms of accounting benefits, you know, selling players before that date. But I think they also need to make sure that they have a fairly manageable group for, for pre-season, a group that Pochettino feels that he can really take forward and prepare in a proper way for the new campaign. They can't be having two training games on adjacent pitches in, in the US. It's just not going to be it's not going to be tenable. So that is the main thing. It's sell rather than buy. Although I do expect, you know, Chelsea will, will look to add one or two pieces if they can. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very busy time for you and Simon. I think that's one thing for sure, Liam, to be fair. Keep your eyes peeled, of course, to The Athletic for the very latest on Chelsea's hunt for a new manager and, and the search for getting Mauricio Pochettino over the line and also sorting out that bloated squad. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, Simon. Just before I let you go, Jack, a, a final one for you, if that's all right. We're recording on, on Thursday morning. You'll be heading to the Tottenham versus Manchester United match later. Any chance Mauricio Pochettino's name is chanted throughout that game? No, I don't. I'd be surprised, honestly. I was expecting to hear it at St. James's Park on Sunday from the away end, but I didn't. And I think, because, you know, it's, it's pretty clear what's happening here, that he is very close to becoming Chelsea manager. As I said earlier, I think that has hurt his his place in the hearts of Tottenham fans. And so I'm not expecting to hear his name tonight. I might be surprised, you know, you never know how football fans are going to react. But I think I think there'll be a lot of anger towards Daniel Levy, in part for allowing this to happen. But I don't think, I, I feel like there won't be the same, you know, please come and manage us um, type emotion from the Spurs fans towards Pochettino No, and you can understand that with this situation certainly. Jack, enjoy that match later on thank you for joining us as well and thank you for listening at home. Remember, all the articles that we've talked about today are on The Athletic. You can subscribe now for one ninety nine a month for the first 12 months by going to theathletic.com forward slash football pod and we'll be back tomorrow with more. See you then, bye bye The Athletic <laughs>